Hi, everyone. My name is Joseph Siegel, and welcome back to the MM Torah Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we last podcasted. I hope everyone had a great Yantiv. I know I certainly did, but I'm really looking forward to getting back into the Dvar Torah on a weekly basis. So without further ado, let's get right into the Dvar Torah for Parsha's Noach. So we were introduced to Noach at the end of Parsha's Barashas, but his real introduction comes here at the beginning of Parsha's Noach, and it's, it's really a very swell introduction. A lot of praise is given to Noach in the first Pasuk in this week's Parsha. And let's read that. This is in uh, Pergvav, Pasuk Tess. It says, Ela told us Noach, these are the generations of Noach, Noach ish Sadik, he was a righteous man. Tamim Hayabudurosov, he was perfect in his generation. Noach, Noach walked with God. And obviously, the main point that everyone focuses on uh, in this pasuk is the fact that it says Tamim Hayabudurosov, that he was perfect in his generation. And the famous discussion in Chazal, whether that means that uh, he would have, uh, he was actually a good guy, or if he was only good uh, compared to the rest of the people at the time. Um, but that's not what I want to focus on um, today. Basically, the generation of the flood, the generation of the Mabel, had totally corrupted themselves to the point where the whole world, the entire human race, had to be reset. And Chazal learned out from the Psukim in this week's Parsha that uh, the three, there were three main averos which they committed that directly led to this total corruption. And uh, they are, and it really reads like a list of uh, of errors, you know, the the main, the the worst of errors that you could that you could do, which uh, I'm sure most of us could guess if uh, if we tried. And they were Avodazara, Gilea Rias, illicit relationships, and Gazal, theft, which might be the most uh, surprising of the three. But as we explain, you'll see why uh, it really fits with the whole theme of this uh, generation. And the Kliyakar explains that the praises in this first pasuk of the parsha are showing us how Noah stayed away from each one of these sins. And that's why he was Zoha to survive the flood, that he was Zoha to be the one from whom the entire population of the world would uh, continue. So he goes through. The first praise is that Noah was an Ish Tzadik. He was a righteous man. So the Kliyakar explains that he was righteous in that he didn't steal the property of others. Tamim Hayabadorosav, he was perfect in his generation. Tamim means pure, right? Perfection is he's totally pure meaning that he had only participated in permissible relationships, uh, and therefore he was pure. And then the last one, Noach. Noach walked with Hashem. Noach was loyal to Hashem. Everyone else was serving of Odazara, but he remained loyal to Hashem uh, and did not uh, fall into that trap. So the Kliyakar extends uh, this shot into a conversation between Hashem and Noach, which happens later on uh, in the beginning of Perak Zion in the first Pasuk over there. This is already after Noach has uh, built, finished building the Teva. And it says, Come you and your entire family into the Teva, into the Ark. Because you I have seen as a righteous person before me in this generation. So here we see that Hashem, when he's talking to Noach, he says straight up, he says that you're a tzaddik. But he leaves out the Tamim and he leaves out the fact that he walked with him. So, why does he leave out these two aspects? So, Chazal teaches us that even though it was the, the collective activity of these three sins which, which caused the mabul, the final straw, what actually sealed the fate of the world, was Gezel. What was so bad about the Gezel that they were doing? When the people were stealing, they weren't going out and stealing big things and, and stealing property or stealing you know, things that cost a lot of money. 
they would steal things which were less than a shavapruta, which if you translate it into English means less than the value of a penny, but basically something which is, which is basically valueless. And therefore, it could not be claimed in court. There was, there was no way that, the, that you could come to court and claim your property back if it's less than a shavapruta. So therefore, there was no reckoning for their crimes because the court couldn't do anything about it. Now, this type of behavior undermines the entire foundation of a society. You know, there's, obviously we have the Torah and we have, we're told how we should live and how we should run a community. But at the end of the day, there's a social contract which comes into every civilization that without it, you couldn't have a civilized society. You don't steal, you don't kill, you, you respect the person, their, their person, their, their property, their families, their relationships, you respect all that because if there was no respect, if there were no boundaries between people, then you wouldn't be able to live. You'd be in constant fear of just uh, of being overrun. Uh, your life would be in danger. You wouldn't be able to survive day to day. You know, if everything's a free for all, if it's every man for himself, you can't build. You can't work. To, you know, the only way you can build upon what you have is by working together. And if you can't trust the person to respect your boundaries and your property and your welfare, then there's no way that anything will ever get done. So for a society to function, people need to work together. And for people who need to work together, there, need to be, there needs to be a respect of boundaries. So it could be that the people of the generation were not taking things which, which actually cost money, which would cause you to lose something. But what they did show is that they didn't respect anybody's property. And they did it in a way specifically that they couldn't get caught. So like no, they, nothing would happen to them. But at the same time, they're showing very clearly that they didn't care about their fellow people, about their neighbors, about their friends, about their community. And in that way, the whole thing had to go. Because even though the stealing didn't count in the courts, it still counted in the eyes of Hashem. So Hashem's looking at this and he's seeing how society is not functioning, how they continue to disrespect each other. And he decides the whole thing has to go. We have to start over again. So in this specific conversation, Hashem is telling Noah that he has been chosen to be saved along with his family. Now, Noah doesn't need to know all the reasons that everyone is going to get killed. That's, that's not his business. That's for Hashem to know. But Noah still needs to know, he's still going to want to know exactly what it is he did that merited his being saved. So what was that reason? The fact that Noah didn't steal. So therefore, when Hashem's talking to Noah here and telling him that he should come into the table and he's going to save him, the fact that Noah was pure, the fact that he was loyal, it's irrelevant over here. What's important? The fact that Noah is a tzaddik. And how does he say that? He says, I see that you are a tzaddik in front of me. Because legally, everyone in that generation was a tzaddik. Because people didn't steal from each other. They only stole things which couldn't be claimed in court. However, for Hashem, they still were not tzaddikim. Because according to Hashem, whatever you steal is a problem. So when Hashem says, Tzadik l'fanai bador hazeh, that you are still a tzaddik even in front of me. No one else is a tzaddik in front of me, but you still are. And this is how the Kliyakar explains the connection between the praises of Noah and the three Averos, specifically the Avero of stealing, which caused the Mabel to come. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M. T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast.
The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the AMM Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of AMM Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkofahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.